Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Bittrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With more than 100 tokens and unparalleled security, Bittrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to dive in. Get ready to trade beyond the trend. Discover more at bittrex.com. Trading involves significant risk of loss and is not suitable for all individuals. Carefully consider your level of experience and risk before trading. B-Sides Rare Finds Secret Shows. Whether it's a must-see concert or a must-have coin, curious types crave interesting experiences. Bittrex is a cryptocurrency exchange empowering traders to feed their curiosity. With more than 100 tokens and unparalleled security, Bittrex offers a platform for next big thing discoverers to dive in. Get ready to trade beyond the trend. Discover more at bittrex.com. Trading involves significant risk of loss and is not suitable for all individuals. Carefully consider your level of experience and risk before trading. To savvy business life unscripted with your host christina rivera where our guests share their wisdom and valuable business tips empowering our audience to expand their personal potential hi bill amaral welcome to savvy broadcasting life unscripted i'm so grateful to have you here today how are you i'm doing great thanks for having me great to see you in person i know it's so great it's been a long time because of the cold covid thing we've not had live guests in our studio and you're the first person in our spring texas studio so so grateful to have you here uh so welcome to savvy thanks very much and thank again thanks for having me you betcha now you've been doing a slew of things throughout your entire working career but for the last many years you've been helping people get straight with their vocation and their career and build and grow their um, careers. How did this come about for you from where you started to where you are today? And you're about to launch into a whole other um, amazing uh, arena. But let's just start with a little bit of your background. Well, it started when I was in grad school, went mm-hmm. to college engineering degree, worked for GE for a couple of years, went back to grad school. And my assistantship on campus, which truly helped in terms of paying for the uh-huh. two years of grad school, was in the business placement office at Indiana University. And I worked yeah. as a career counselor. And I was one of about 20 Mm-hmm. that helped the undergraduates find either their first internship or first full-time job. Wow. So I did one-on-one interview coaching, mm-hmm. small group, making sure that everybody had the right materials and everything, mm-hmm. and then large group, just helping people out in the large lecture yeah. halls. Yeah. It was called X410 was the name of the class, and it was a pass-fail, and they had to pass it mm-hmm. in order to graduate. Isn't so, that something? So, you know, it's funny how in life you don't realize what you do throughout your life builds up to where you end up. Well, this was a circle back, sort of, so uh-huh. to speak. So after grad school, I started with Procter & Gamble, marketing laundry detergent of all things. 
and then went into the pharmaceutical industry in New Jersey mm -hmm. and spent 25 years doing one form or another of product management, mm -hmm. marketing, advertising, public relations, primarily to market products and services, introduced mm -hmm. probably 50 new line extensions or new mm -hmm. products into the market, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And then I had a friend call me back in 2013 and said, hey, can you help me out at this job fair? I said, well, what do you need? He said, there's so many people coming up to the table. Yeah. I just need somebody to greet them and say hello. Mm. So there were 150, 200 people in line I can, as far as wow. I could see. Uh -huh. And this is when the market, as you know, wasn't that good after yeah. the financial crisis. It was 2008 roundabout. Well, it was the 2008 financial crisis, but mm -hmm. this is 2013. It was still lingering into that time mm. frame. So I looked at resumes. I saw them. He'd throw half of them away. I took, and I realized he had no process. So I said, well, mm. at least I can have the courtesy to follow up with these people. Mm -hmm. Then I started working with clients and I was doing other consulting work at yeah, the time. Yeah. And I said, wait a minute, I actually like marketing people a whole lot more than products or services. Yeah. So I dropped everything else about six years ago mm -hmm. and did this full time. And as any small business goes, yeah. there's ups and downs yeah. and some months I'm driving Uber, some months I'm having great client work, some, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. Yeah. And I would be the host at an in-person job fair, giving a 15 or so minute overview. But what does mm -hmm. it take to be successful at job search? Yeah. And at the end of it, I'd say, Best of success in all your endeavors, both tonight and in the future. God mm -hmm. bless. And yeah, people yeah. would come up to me and have a conversation. If mm -hmm. it turned into a client work, that's what happened. Mm -hmm. So that's probably 90% of the clients that I've worked with through the years came through that venue. Wow. Then, of course, March 13, 2020 hits mm. and the world shuts down. Yeah. We tried some online job fairs, which were marginally successful, but really the whole approach to finding people or lead generation, as they yeah. say, just went away. Yeah. But or I at said, least a traditional. Oh, correct. Yeah, correct. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Correct. So I've done some online stuff, probably not enough, but that's not the point. Mm -hmm. I know I've helped over 500 people mm -hmm. define and manifest whatever their next career gig might be. Yeah. And sometimes that's, hey, get me a job. I'm going to be losing my apartment in the next month. Mm -hmm. And I've worked with, I don't know, half a dozen single mothers who were in that situation. Mm -hmm. And other times it's, hey, I've been with this company 19 years. Yeah. I've been promoted 12 times. Wow. But I'm getting tired of it. I don't yeah. want to be here anymore. Yeah, yeah. You kind of so, fund your, your... Right. Yeah, so, and then we, we're not sure what, mm -hmm. what he, in this case, is still a current client, wants yeah. to do. So I modified everything that I did into three phases. Mm. Actually, phase zero is what are your objectives? What are you really trying to accomplish? Yeah. How does that align with your purpose about what you've been put here to do oh, in total? I like that. Well, one thing a lot of headhunters who do just straight up headhunting, right. they're just concerned with getting you in a seat and getting paid. Right. But what I like about what you do is like, what are you here to do? Because I find that everyone has a set of skills and talents and gifts that God has presented you with. How do you best use them in the world? That's right. Yeah. And so that's what I like that you do, that you hit that other headhunters or agencies might not do. Well, the headhunters work directly for the companies that hire them to find the people. Yeah. And they're trying to fit a square peg in a square hole. And if yeah. you don't happen to be that peg, Boom. so be it next. Exactly. What I'm really looking to do is work directly with the candidates mm -hmm. to get to the bottom of what they're doing. I've had people come to me and say, I've been doing this 28 years. I've raised a family. Mm -hmm. I'm tired of it. I don't know what I want to do next. Yeah. So phase zero is defining your objectives and what that means. And I have mm -hmm. a couple exercises today looking backwards mm -hmm. that I made up, yeah, today yeah. looking forward that I borrowed from an author with permission, uh -huh. but looking forward from your hospice bed back to today. Ooh. Oh, I love this. Yeah. I love this because my uncle, it was interesting. I had taken flying lessons a number of years back and I went to visit him. He was on his last leg and, and died like a month later. Mm -hmm. And uh, I told him, oh, I just came back from flying lessons. He said, tell me all about it. It's been my dream. 
to take flying lessons, never did it. And he's on his deathbed. And now he looks back and he's like, that's something I wish I had done. Kudos for you for doing it. But, you know, you don't want to be that person on the death thing. What are the things I, I wanted to do, didn't do, could have done? Because actually he never had kids or a wife. So he had the fun. He had the time. He just never took advantage of it. As you're saying this, mm -hmm. people start looking, you know, they, they say, well, I'm going to look forward to that day. And I say, no, no, no. Look backwards from that day mm. and then say to yourself, what am I going to pat myself on the back for? What do I want to do, mm. become, accomplish yeah. or experience exactly. that I haven't yet? Mm. And some people call it a bucket list. I like to call it your life plan. Yeah. And then how does career and your financial situation fit into that? Yeah. So once we've established that, and that's not for everybody, but mm -hmm. once we've established that, then we get into the three phases of job search, mm. which are what's your value proposition and how well you're communicating it. Mm -hmm. I would say at least a third of the resumes that I would see at a given job fair, I wouldn't send a high school kid out with. Wow. Believe now, it or now not. mind yeah. you, you know, the value proposition for anyone listening in would be what do you have to offer that that uh, company that you want to work for? What is it that your skills and gifts that would benefit them? They want to know what's, what is in it for them. 100%. And you, back to what you were speaking about before, people yeah. have special abilities. Mm -hmm. Some people call them superpowers. <laughs> I like it. You know, yeah. my superpower is not accounting. Okay. <laughs> yeah. and, and I don't ever want it to be. Yeah. But that's why I pay a tax accountant. That's why I've had other people mm -hmm. working with me elbow to elbow in mm -hmm. different corporations who are much better at that than I could be. Yeah. And I could do it, but it's just not where my sweet spot is. Exactly. So what's your value proposition mm -hmm. and how is it being communicated, both resume, LinkedIn profile, and any other mm -hmm. online stuff that you social may have? Media. They use social media big time All today. the time. Yes. All the time. And they not only use social media for LinkedIn, mm -hmm. but they're going to check your Facebook, your Instagram, mm -hmm. TikTok. So don't do anything stupid where no. you're holding a larger drink than you should be on sure. a given Getting Saturday night. Getting goofy and silly. Correct. Yeah, yeah, Correct. Yeah. So there are all kinds of things that go along with this. Mm -hmm. So the value proposition has to be consistent. I'll mm -hmm. call it a brand just because I spent a lot it of is. my years. It is a brand. Your personal brand. Absolutely. Yeah. And I spent a lot of years doing that for products and services mm -hmm. and I try to do it for every individual that I'm working with. Yeah. It's the what titles are you really seeking and why and how can I believe in your professional experience mm -hmm. that you can support what it is that you're saying you want to do for me. Yeah. Okay. Without going into a lot of detail, the second phase of job search is outreach. LinkedIn is great for outreach because you can find people that work within the company, mm -hmm. hiring managers particularly if you know enough about yeah. what's going on. Yeah. And you can also be in a situation where your outreach puts you in touch with people that you would never imagine mm. would even make a difference. Yeah. And I'll give you an example. A guy I played basketball with back in New Jersey before mm -hmm. coming down here to lovely spring, which by the way, it is spring in spring. Yeah, I love and it's it. a beautiful day. It's a beautiful day. And it's also Masters Weekend, and I think all of you are masters of your career destinations. That's right. And should treat it as such. So anyway, mm -hmm. um, friend Jeff, he, mm -hmm. he came up to me and you know, one morning we're playing basketball and mm -hmm. he says, Yeah, I got a call, I got a new gig. I said, What what happened? He said, Well, friend called me up about a month and a half ago and said, Let's get together for a drink. It was around the holidays. Yeah. Now, Jeff had been commuting an hour and a half one way into mm -hmm. New York City in the insurance business for 20 plus years. Wow. Two small kids, uh -huh. but he was still doing it. Mm -hmm. And they talked about family and the old business they worked at and everything else. And finally, Jeff's friend said to him, hey, you know, the real reason I called you here is because I had an interview at a company that was 15 minutes from where you live in Livingston. I turned the job down because I got a promotion during the interview process. But the first person I thought of is you. Would you be interested? Wow. And Jeff said, 20 minutes? You bet. Yeah. So four weeks later, he's in the vice president's chair at that company. Yeah. It's 
And that was somebody that wasn't even an employee of the company. Yeah. But they trusted this guy enough to say, I'll talk to any one of your friends. Yeah. So that's it, maybe an exaggerated example. Go ahead. You were saying. It's not really exaggerated. It's amazing that we're, we've now become such a small world, especially right. during the pandemic and Zoom universe. Um, you now can interconnect with people so much more easily online and you don't even need a car. So, uh, <laughs> but you know what? Listen, let's go and pivot to the mishaps that some applicants make when they try to go for that dream job. Right. Um, there's there's certain things that applicants might do that is not in their best interest. What have you found? And it happens typically in outreach. Mm. And what happens is they say, I'm going to go online and I'm going to look at the job boards. I'm going to see what I can do. And I'm going to yeah. apply for a hundred jobs today. Okay. Click, 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 click later. They feel like they've done something constructive, mm. but invariably they're just sending their documents or their resume or their LinkedIn profile into the black hole. Oh, yeah. Okay. So everything that I recommend is, okay, if the job is really a fit for you and it lines up with what you want to do, you're obligated to apply for it. Okay. But the real thing is you have to get in the side door. You have uh, to find some way to get your resume, your credentials to the top of the pile. Mm -hmm. Because if it goes to a junior HR person or even a mid-level HR person, it's like swipe left, swipe left, swipe left. Mm -hmm. you're, you're either there or you're not there. So you mm -hmm. want to make sure that you're in the hiring manager's mm -hmm. sphere of influence. Yeah so that you can get what you need as far as your information in front of that person because mm. those are the decision makers. Mm. HR has a definite function, but it's more to filter things than it is yeah. to promote things. Exactly. Unless they happen to know you, which is a rare thing anyway. Mm, yeah, that's where I've gotten some of my best jobs, that knowing yeah. someone. Yeah. Right. Yeah. And if they know you and they like you and they mm. trust you, they're mm. going to recommend you. Yeah. Okay. But mm. the decision makers are the, typically the hiring managers or whoever's in that hierarchy or whatever it is. Yeah. So that's one thing. And typically just to put it into context, Somewhere between 20 and 30% of all jobs mm -hmm. are found through traditional means, depending on, meaning online, it used to be the New York Times classified, yeah. whatever yeah. it might be. There's also, depending on the category, 5 to 10% that are found by recruiters. Sometimes mm -hmm. like in IT, it's a lot more than that because ah. they're staffing for temporary positions. Mm -hmm. Everything else is found through the networking capability of either the candidate, the hiring manager, the hiring company, or somebody close to either of those. Wow. So you, you start, you're looking at 60 to 70% of all jobs, call it two thirds, mm -hmm. are found through networking methods and outreach methods that people don't think are important. So that's a huge mishap. Wow. So you say you don't, you love this company. There was a company many years ago I saw in New York. I just love the energy, right. the culture. It matched me, but I didn't get picked up. I didn't, they didn't, I didn't. Ray, um, how do you, I didn't show up on the radar. Mm -hmm. Now, what do you do as the applicant to get on the radar? Where, where is the first step? Well, I have a client right now that I've been working with off and on for over three years. Mm -hmm. And she's on Long Island and she has a background in quality control, quality assurance based on her biology degree in college. Mm -hmm. She wanted to get into a brand management role or a sales support role within that company, but it's a generic pharmaceutical company, so they uh -huh. really don't have a, a spot for her. Okay. What she really wants is to work for Estee Lauder as a junior brand manager. Mm. And I said to her, look, you're asking us to get from A to F mm. without touching B, C, D, and E. <laughs> and I said, look, this is going to be a long process, yeah. but we're going to start with getting your resume right. You're going to need some new credentials. You don't necessarily need an MBA, although those that's very well, yeah. uh, that really, really helps. You're definitely going to need some certifications in the beauty industry. Mm. You're going to need some certifications in terms of your marketing credentials and all this kind of stuff because yeah. it's too big a leap to get from A to F. Mm. She's still doing it. She's at D right now. Okay. Okay. She has a new job in a company outside the one she's at, but it's mm. still not what she wants in the city. Uh -huh. 
So you kind of but have, it's she's taking steps moving that direction. Correct. But yeah. the, the, the real steps that she's taken is all the networking meetings, even the ones that were COVID on Zoom, mm -hmm. she's on them. Yeah. So people have yeah. gotten to know her. She's a wonderful young lady. She's mm -hmm. mid thirties or so, and she's oh, I can't believe I didn't do this when I was younger. I said, look, the past is yeah. the past. Yeah, yeah. So it's one of those things that as long as you keep taking the right steps in mm -hmm. the right direction, you're going to get there. I love that you mentioned this. There was a woman now who's a top marketer, mm -hmm. and she, when she got started, knew nothing of marketing, mm -hmm. but decided this is what I want to do. So what she started to do is what you're mentioning. She started to show up at all things marketing in her city. Mm -hmm. And everyone started to say, you're everywhere. Whenever there's a marketing gig going on, you're there. Right. And then she started to learn more about the thing, get up there. Can I do a little talk or presentation? She started doing that. And people started to see her as the influencer because now she's starting to do talk. She's at every event. Oh, my God, there she is again. Right. So right. she was everywhere. And within five years, she had her own business, uh, a marketing company, where now mm -hmm. she's blown up. Now she's a multimillionaire. She's been doing it 10 years. But it, it, it was that road where I think, and this is, tell me if I'm wrong, I think our culture kind of thinks that you're from get, you see a vision and you're to get boom from A to Z, boom. And, and they don't realize there are steps to get progress together. You, you can't just show up to, you know, I'm going to have the top marketing company and there's nothing I'm going to have to do from A to Z. You can buy a lottery ticket and maybe win. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> But what you're saying, the pathway can be, you know, mm -hmm. back and forth, zigzag around about two steps forward, three sideways, one back before yeah. you get where you really want to go. Yeah. Yeah. But if you're clear in your vision and you're doing things in the right way with mm -hmm. the right intention and mm -hmm. attention, yeah. you're going to get there. Yeah. So you're asking about mishaps. Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'm going to say the, the, the other set of mishaps that I find are during the interviews. Mm -hmm. And this is phase three of job search. Okay. I have people answer four questions with me. Mm -hmm in 15 minutes. If they can't answer them in 15 minutes, then they're not going to make, they're not going to get through a 30 minute interview. Yeah. Okay. And I try to, I start with 10 and I only give them 15. Mm -hmm. First question is tell me about yourself. Okay. And tell me about yourself means nothing about you. Yeah. Tell me about yourself means, think about it for a second here over the camera here. Okay. What does it mean? It means what can you do, do for, for me? me? Exactly. It has nothing to do with you. All right? So basically if you were to start like your um, top marketing consultant right. and you were like, um, you really start and said, um, my expertise is this, and here's how I'm going to transform your marketing department by X, Y, Z. Is that more or less or not? You really? could, mm -hmm. if you know exactly what the problems are. Ah, so okay. what I coach people to say is use your own words with something like this. Tell me about yourself. You know, there are a lot of aspects of my background that could be valuable for this position. Mm -hmm. Which ones would be most helpful to discuss mm -hmm. to resolve the issues you're facing right now? Or actually ask them, what are some of the issues that are... 100%. Not? Yeah. But I'm... I'm, mm -hmm. I'm Again, if you if you can go directly like that, well, what are the issues you're facing? Mm -hmm. But you know, some, a lot of my background, whatever it is, mm -hmm. put it back on them. It yeah. does two things. Yeah. Number one, it says you're there to help and not there with your hands folded like this in the prayer position, saying I need a job, even though you might. Yeah. yeah, yeah. The second thing is it forces the interviewer to speak to exactly what it is that they have going on or not going on that they need you for. Exactly. Why are you here today? Yeah. That's exactly yeah. it. Exactly. So if, if, if you're in a situation where you get that information in the mm -hmm. first five minutes of an interview, it's better than swimming like a shark around it for 30 minutes before mm -hmm. you get to it at the end. Yeah. Because then you can go right to the jugular and if you've done phase one properly and you've mm -hmm. identified your accomplishments and how you've added value and what you did to make a difference, mm -hmm. you can say, well, company A, I did this, which is exactly what you need and etc. You can mm -hmm. go like that. So that's tell me about yourself. Okay. Another one is why are you leaving your current position? Uh -huh. Because 
a lot of people will say, and again, you can put your foot in your mouth here, or you can answer it properly. Yeah. I'm leaving because I've expended all of my energy for the last 10 years and I'm getting nothing for it. Bad answer. Very okay. Bad. I mean, yeah, I'm yeah, exaggerating yeah. here. Exactly. Yeah. But you know, I'm seeking new opportunities because I've contributed as much as I possibly could to this organization at this point in my career. And it's time to find another blue yeah. ocean. Yeah. Like that's why I'm here speaking with you. Exactly. Third thing is mm -hmm. why should we hire you? Ooh, good question. Okay. It's one that people are like, deer in headlights. If yeah. you don't have, and you, and you may never hear those exact words. Mm -hmm. But the only reason you're sitting either on a Zoom interview or across the table from somebody is to answer that question. There's a billion applicants. Why you? Exactly. Yeah. So you need to have three to five go-to mm -hmm. elevator speech. You can list them off three to five words yeah. each that you could say to somebody in 10 seconds. I love that. You don't want to go on for 15 minutes. Yeah. Can't. No. Can't. Then you need to be able to adapt to what their situation is and say, well, I can, I, you know, these are my three to five go-tos, but I'm going to substitute these two with the two they need. Yes. So that's the, why should I hire you? Mm -hmm. And here's another one that often doesn't, you'll hear it occasionally, but it often doesn't come uh -huh. up as much unless there's a length of extended length of time during the interview, mm -hmm. which is why do you want to work for us? Uh -huh. If you've done your homework, mm -hmm. you've read all the, periodicals, the website articles, yeah. all the stuff that's on their website about all the good things the company's doing or mm -hmm. things that you want to be involved in that you gravitate to. Mm -hmm. And I'm, I'm, I'm using an example. My mm -hmm. son works for a company that builds 3D printed mm -hmm. modular concrete homes. Yeah. And they want to save the world in terms of giving homeless people mm, affordable housing. And they want to be able to do bigger housing in neighborhoods where there's, it takes too long to build them because of mm -hmm. the traditional ways and all that. He's on a mission to do mm -hmm. that. Why do you want to work for us? Because you folks are out there and mm -hmm. I want to I want to come along for the ride I want to contribute to making the ride work whatever it might mm. be so if you can answer those four questions yeah. quickly succinctly and with a smile on your face and you can look somebody mm -hmm. in the eye and say this is why you should hire me and these are the things that I can do for you yeah you're going to get to the next phase of the interview. you are yeah. because the only reason you're there is can you do the job yeah. and will we like it that you've been here and yeah. that may not always mean will we like you because you may bring a perspective that's going to you know, clash. but clash, but if you clash in a way that gets a better outcome, yeah. they'll see past it. Well, you know what? It's true. In some cases, some companies find culture very important. So they'll That's want right. you not to clash, but you'll have to have done your homework, like That's you right. mentioned. Um, and what's interesting, I remember uh, the people I work with now doing financial consulting, they had said to me a similar question, like, what do you got that we need uh, mm -hmm. that can help us? And I was basically like, you need help in this area. Right. And here's how I've done that in this other company. Yeah. I transformed their accounting department. Here's how I did it. And I saw them you know, smiling, open up really big. And I was like, yep, I'm getting to the next level there. Because, yeah. And, and yeah. this is where you have to be, if you're rehearsed enough, mm -hmm. It's like if you're driving and talking on the phone at the same time, yeah. you know how to drive. It's, yeah. it's instinctual. You, gotta, you can concentrate on the phone call. Exactly. If you've done this well enough rehearsed with others or yourself looking in a mirror, exactly. literally, or videotape, you video yourself like we're right, doing yeah, right that's now. That's a great idea. It's, yeah. a, it's a great way to do it. You can see yourself and you go, oh. Oh, I look, oh, I'm slumping. Or, I don't or, or whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. Then you can focus on what's across the table and read the signs. I mean, the other mm -hmm. thing is my daughter had an interview once. She's still the quickest client that I've ever had find a job. Right. She had an interview at nine in the morning, drove into town mm -hmm. the night before, arrived about seven o'clock. By 2.30, they'd given her the job. She nice. said, Dad, I killed it at about 11 o'clock. I said, yeah, I've heard that before. That's great. And then she told me what had happened during the interview. There were yeah. four people there, a dog and a baby. Whoa. 
Okay, group interview, but she sized the situation up. She said, okay, this is how I have to interact with what's going on here. Mm. 45 minutes later, her friend that had set up the interview for her mm. heard everybody laughing and everything. So everything was going well, yeah. but she had to adapt to the fact that there was a little dog barking and there was a 10-month-old baby in her boss's lap. Uh-huh. You got to size the situation exactly. up and you'll never know. You never know until you get there. Exactly. You got to be able to move and groove with the thing. And you mentioned something else very important, doing your homework on the company you're going to meet. Right. And one company I went to interview for a long time ago, it was very, philanthropy was very important, working in the mm -hmm. community. And some of their charities were very important to me. I'd actually given money to them. So when they had said to us, like, why do you want to be here? Right. I was like, this is what I love that y'all do, that right. you serve the community, that you're in these particular charities that mean a lot to me, yes. that actually have been um, charities I've given money to and worked with. Uh, and they were like, boom. I mean, that was another job I got. Both jobs I, I just mentioned I, I got, but because we were, for one, I wanted to work with them because we were simpatico. We both had similar sure. goals and visions. People will identify your passion very quickly yeah, or lack of it. Oh, right. Okay. Exactly. And, and so, yeah, I'd love to do this job. It's, it's, it's what I've been doing for the last 20 years yeah. and I can really help you. You're not convincing anybody no, of that. No. Okay. So it's, and, and you can't go over the top. You can't go outside mm -hmm. your personality range. Like you're okay. way more bubbly than I am. And if, yeah. I to, if I try to do you, it wouldn't work. Yeah. But I can do, an, a, you know, a more exaggerated version of me because I, yeah, I really, really want to, you know, this is something I know mm -hmm. how to do and I can really help you. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, you don't want to plead, but you want to convince. Exactly. Okay. And then make sure that people understand that that's where you're coming from. They'll get your vibes. No, they will. Yeah, but be authentic. That's the other key point. Be exactly. yourself, be authentic, but be enthusiastic your own special way. 100%. Yeah. Now, this has been an awesome talk. We could go on for hours. I know we could, but I don't want us to leave without everyone finding out how they can find out more about you, work with you. How can they do that? Two things. You can check my LinkedIn profile out. It's linkedin.com forward slash in forward slash Bill Amaralt, B-I-L-L-A-M-I-R-A-U-L-T. I believe that may be spelled at the bottom. Yes. It you is. can reach out to me by email, billamaralt7 at gmail.com. That's the number seven, not the word seven. And um, I don't know if I should get my phone on this or not. Is that, is that uh, usually? Yeah, I'd leave it off. Oh, that's fine. That's just fine. In case you get nutter. Those are two places yeah. where you can reach me. And if you want to set up a Calendly meeting, it's calendly.com forward slash Bill Amaralt seven. And there'll be a form you can fill out. First half hour is on me. Let's see if it's something that we can do to work together that I can add value to what you're looking to do, or maybe we can work together in one way or another. And if not, we part as friends. If yes, then we can work for it. Yeah work forward from there and build out your career well bill thank you so much for coming to savvy broadcasting today and sharing your great wisdom i really appreciate it it's great seeing you and thanks for having me okay. like so subscribe and share and this episode to listen to more savvy episodes and savvy biz tips go to www.lifeunscriptedradio.com to find out about our paid sponsorship opportunities or how to become a guest email christina at lifeunscriptedradio.com Why choose proven quality sleep from Sleep Number? Because our Sleep Number 360 smart bed is really smart. It senses your movement and automatically adjusts to help keep you both comfortable. Plus, it's temperature balancing so you stay cool. It's even smart enough to know exactly how long, how well, and when you slept. And to help you get almost 30 minutes more restful sleep per night. Sleep Number takes care of the science. All you have to do is sleep. Save $1,000 on the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed Queen now only $19.99. Plus free premium home delivery when you add a base. Ends Monday. To learn more, go to sleepnumber.com.